1: Now, more Gresham Foyer on WEEI.
0: Into hour three, aggression Foyer back together after travel issues and all that, what not. Andy Hart will be with us at uh, 12, about 1225. That's right. Uh, scheduled to be joined by Nate Ebner of the uh, New England Free Jacks rugby uh, organization. Not only will we talk with uh, Nate about that quickly, but uh, few people are talking about the way to the NFL outside of the draft. Nate Ebner is one of those guys who made it to the NFL uh, and his uh, going through the draft process was different than a lot of these other dudes. So uh, if we can connect with Nate again, he is on a cruise apparently. But, ah. uh we're uh, hoping oh, on a- cruise. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe on the Chris Jericho cruise, which ah, okay. already happened. You have to look that one up. Celtics are uh, hoping to cruise to a win tonight against Portland. However. Uh, we know the Trailblazers. Yeah, you know, they're they're not terrible. And right now, the Celtics have run into some issues: a bunch of overtime losses, blown leads late, and the veteran Malcolm Brogdon uh, put a little pressure on his teammates for tonight.
5: There's there's definitely urgency, um, and I, I think it's less even about the playoffs than it is about this road trip coming up. Um, you know, I was just talking to Blake, and I, we really need to win this game against Portland so we can leave Boston on a good note, you know, on a positive note starting the road trip. Um, these are six teams on the road that we should beat, that we need to beat. Um, it's really that simple. Um, so, you know, uh, going undefeated is the goal and, and the expectation.
0: That's being a leader. That's saying something that very few on that roster would say, and maybe most importantly, Foyer, he's right. And maybe tonight is vitally important because you don't want to get on that plane to be able to gallivant all across the country, rotting a loss. So you got Portland, then you're at Atlanta, then you're at Houston, then you're at Minnesota, then you're at Portland again, then you're at uh, what is it? Utah, uh, and then you're at, and then uh, and then you're at Sacramento, and then you finally come home, um, March twenty fourth. If you would say the one thing I was looking for, like, I, it would really be nice if the Celtics could go on like a Milwaukee Bucks, New York Knicks kind of like your know, winning streak, eight game winning streak, something where you know by the time they mm. get home, everybody has forgotten about what happened over the weekend. Like, while you were gone, all hell broke loose, gresh Yeah, I can, All hell broke loose. Right. Maybe it's your fault. We'll see. That's true. Blame <laughs> uh, blame me. And, but there and, is something to that, I do think. It's like, I feel like hockey teams do this a lot. At least they used to with Claude, uh, Claude Julian. I felt like, like they would take, like... Uh, If they were on a road trip, they would use it as some sort of bonding experiment, have some sort of, like, you know, road trip, some uh, field trip or something like that. They go to Italy, Ubuntu. Yeah, let's do that, right? So, yeah, well, that's Celtics, right? Um, But I do think they definitely need to get out of town. They need to get out of town and, like uh, that, and not hear everything. No, I think the, it's the pitchforks are coming out. The torches are coming out and they're all, I think they're all coming for Joe Manzula, Joe Mazzula, to be honest well, with you. Well, and maybe there is a little bit of protecting Joe there as well. In the comments of Malcolm Brogdon, I also, it just thought of this. You mentioned the first two uh, legs of the road trip. The first two games are Atlanta and Houston. Hmm. What are those cities also known for as well? Oh, yeah. oh, uh, oh, the you're talking about the the nightlife, the, uh, the yes. lemon pepper wings. Yeah, the uh, uh the, the strippers. The, the dens of iniquity Show. that are in each of those cities. Hey, Nothing'll get you closer, like a lap dance. Hey, listen, we've heard <laughs> and look, there have been a lot of uh in fact, I think there might have even been a betting trend last year of and I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was one tied into teams. They went into Atlanta and had the day off before they played the game in Atlanta. Like, the next day, uh, the against the spread for the Hawks was, like, insane or something there was like There's also that. one about James Harden. Oh, there Points. was the, the James Harden one as well. That's a good one, Chicken Nick. That's right. Listen, you could bond at, like, a really nice steakhouse just as much as you can at, like, a, you know, at a at cabaret. The, at the shoe show. Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> What's the difference? You're, you're sitting next to each other. You know, you can still talk as somebody's, like, you know, doing a little dance for you. And even, there's probably more, you know, uh, there's probably more trust that is built in those places than there are at a steakhouse. Well, and the other thing, too, is I do wonder if this is the kind of team that um, I wonder if they have the kind of guys that uh, engage in that kind of activity. Yeah, I don't want to besmirch the guy's name. However, like when Tristan Thompson was here, I could understand if there might have been. A party at a place like that, or I got a guy, or I got a guy. Y- you know what? Let's hop in we got the car. Mercedes. Hey. on stage one, there you <laughs> go. Right? They bring the ALC ass to us, kind yeah. of thing. And there, listen, there are lots of there are lots of stories of NBA players where there's that one guy on the team who's like, "Oh yeah, I know. Don't worry, I know who I to call. Guy. Just come up to the yeah. suite." And everything, you uh, know, and oh, oh, you walk in and it's your own shoe show on I the 35th if, floor. Not to be like totally naive, but I'm a, like, all I know is football travel, which is very regimented, security on every floor. You know, you're only in there for not even 24 hours sometimes, right? So there's really not much you can do. Be lucky to go to Hand Central Station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You, can, go, you right? can do that if you have time. If and you, you have and time, you, and you're feeling but that's like the you're. the point is that you know. you're. Gambling, gambling a little bit with your whole life you're uh, you're up against it so to <laughs> yeah. speak so so to me like will they can they like literally have anybody in their room that they want I mean can they do the whole like uh, d- joint I, room' I sharing believe, a door type of thing I do believe that Move the beds? Uh, it depends on the coach because I heard uh I heard stories from like media people who would be like on the Celtics charter of the whole yeah we're going away for a long road trip that ah, throw your golf clubs on there No, I know it's just like golf, but you get the point is that I think each coach is the one that sets it and it's probably led by the superstar. Like Doc Rivers was not going to look at Kevin Garnett and say, no, (laughs) like if now maybe they stopped short of, you know, bringing other people on the plane or whatnot. But I would think that if the veterans had gone to Doc and been like, Hey man, do we have a problem with this? I don't think the good doctor was going to be like, hell no, you can't have nobody in there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the more the merrier. More the other way. Well, in that six-game road trip, they only have that one back-to-back, so they'll play Portland on March Friday, March 17th. They'll hop on a JetBlue airline and they'll fly uh, southeast. <laughs> no, to I think Portland. Aren't they Southwest? <laughs> so, I don't know. Official I mean, of the Celtics? Yeah. Is it Southwest? I oh, used to be. The, I know that. The point is, is that uh, one back to back would be the most challenging one. Don't um, turn me into a Surly Johnson. Uh, oh, I'm amazed you didn't become one. I, I'm impressed, to be honest with you. So, no, I. Well, I, because I've almost been thrown off a commercial airliner for giving lip to a pilot, so. There that's was a, a that's little That's the one guy I'm not talking trash to. Well, again, and I've told like this story on the actually, air before. I've not heard it. I was sitting on a, it was coming back from doing a college game. I was at Towson, I think. So Some you're flying weird, in and out of Baltimore. No, but you're in and out of Baltimore. It's super easy. It's a great airport. It's got an RBs. It's fantastic. And like the guy came on from like, I think I was sitting in like the first row of the Southwest thing because my flight had been delayed. So I was salty anyway. And the guy came on and he was like standing like at the front of the plane. He wasn't even in the cockpit making the announcement. And he tried to come on and make some kind of joke. And I put my head down. Somebody I wasn't up for it. (laughs) And then I said something that admittedly was very funny, but it was also biting as well. And the guy looked at me and was like, Well, you don't have to fly this plane and I can make sure of that. And I just mumbled something to put my headphones (laughs) on because I wanted to get home. (laughs) But I definitely like said Uh, something that I probably shouldn't have. Yeah, but this, I I wasn't attacking people with a you know sh- sh- cut down spoon yeah. like that wacko on that United flight that they had to like tackle in the aisle. See, that would have been the that see you know what that would have been my luck is that I would have been on a flight with somebody that would have done something hideous and my you know three hundred pound ass would have jumped on him and choked him out and I probably would have got sued. For keeping that guy from like charging the cockpit, that that seriously, that's like it's like the worries you need in America now. Somebody might charge a flight attendant, and if I choke this guy out or beat the bag out of him because I don't want to die, then ultimately it's going to get put on me. And what a hard move, though! Like uh, out of all the people who have power. Who can really just really disrupt your life? I, we talk about the bouncers who have way too much power. Been there. The pilot. The pilot. The pilot who could say, oh, yeah. you, oh oh, hey, yeah. hey, you want to get home? Oh, you want to oh. be a wise ass? Huh? Yeah. yeah, you want to be? Hey, you want to give me crap right now? Right. Hey, I can get you off this plane. Yeah. Go ahead, say it again. Say it again." <laughs> Say See, it one more time. Then Say I would have. I dare you. Then I, then I just got on Amtrak and, and, and whipped out my joke. <laughs> yeah, that's in the fingers you know what? said, get out of here. That's not a bad Sorry, little. I just did it. that on Twitch. I didn't realize. <laughs> that's not a bad little ride, though. The little Amtrak ride. The oh, it's it stinks. I love it. No, uh, the no. Oh, I love the train ride. No, rides. to Baltimore?
5: Well, oh, um, what New is New York that York about? Uh, that's is, probably
0: a 10-hour yeah. train ride. You sleep. You're going at night. Or it's an hour flight. So it's I, like seven hours to drive to Baltimore. It's not a ten-hour train ride. No, uh, no, no depends. Quick. No, Nick, it get depends. No, it, it, it also. I've been it to Washington D.C. before, and that was about. But that's the thing. Even that one, like they'll tell you, it's eight hours, but like you are stopping down in Philly, you are definitely stopping down in New York. you stop down uh, long enough in New York to be able to get off of uh, of the train if you want to. You just got to remember how to get back. See, uh, but, I, I, like, I like a good train ride. <laughs> you can get lost in uh, Penn Station down there. But anyway. Well, plus, they've changed it, so it's even worse to kind of navigate that place now. Brian Scalabrini said something yesterday while I was not around that definitely caught your ear, and I'm glad you brought it to the attention. This is a conversation from yesterday. Kifa jumped in. Uh, Foyer was a part of it. Scal talking about the NBA player mentality and being able to forget about it or move on. Basketball is like this. You got to care. Like, it's the most important thing in the world when you're doing it, and then you got to move on like it doesn't matter. And the greatest example I've ever seen of that, Steph Curry. I coached Steph for one Mm -hmm. year. That dude, like, when he played, it was like life and death. And yet, he can miss five in a row and not care. That is so hard to do. And yet, like, in the NBA, you got to be like that. Like, let's say all the greats. Like, Jordan's like that. Magic's like that. Bird's like that. Like, I get this generation's a little bit different because social media, I think they keep bringing it up, so it must make it must be a thing. But, like, back in the day, those guys, they just believed the next time out, they were going to be well, great. See, so, I feel like we need to explain that a little bit, how that conversation please please kind of came to be. Should I do it now or should I wait? What do you think? Uh, well, we got Andy Hart coming up next, doing 30 okay, seconds. Okay, you know what? Here's what I'll say. There is a difference between the two, an obvious difference between the two, and I'm actually amazed that even though with under with under all this criticism that the Celtics have had, they can just easily forget about it. Like, if they just snap their fingers and, like, all the bad things that they did go away. And to his point, he's right. Hey, you know, um, uh, they have a lot of games. So they can literally have a terrible game. Make the worst decisions of their life of their playing career, and the next day they can erase it from everybody's memory because they have a good game. Mm. In the NFL, we used to have a saying, okay, about winning. That winning is a lot is a lot like sex, right? Um, but better. Why is it better? Is because it feels just as good, but the feeling lasts a week. You win in the in the NFL it is better than sex because it's the same feeling as having sex but it lasts a week but the the loss is the exact opposite the same the feeling of you know you know insecure feelings that you have self doubt everything that comes along with like what the celtics are going through you have to wait 7 days to fix it right so you deal with everybody's uptight the coaches are don't don't like anybody there's infighting like nobody's Everybody's yelling. Nobody's in a good mood. So to me, I'm like amazed, you know, it's a product of their sport that they can easily have those opportunities to get away. But the NFL is different. The NFL is different. You win, man, everybody. Is. You can win one game. You can win one game and that first game you win is week 10 and you're out of the playoffs. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's feeling great. The only time a win didn't put everybody in a good mood was Houston the last week of the regular season. <laughs> Where they got themselves out of the number one pick. That's true. That might be it. That's true. I don't think, uh, although the players were happy. Yeah. The coach was, and then he no. got fired, and the GM yeah, is like, God care. You just got to win, baby. Uh, that is good, though. I had a good John Anderson joke about him having sex last in a week, but I got to let it go.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
5: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Gresh and Fourier on WEEI.
0: 25 Greshen Fourier here with you. He was a part of Shots for a Cure in his own way. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline from home is our friend Andy Hart of weei.com What horrors were you subjected to watching Shots for a Cure yesterday?
4: Uh well, I was actually impressed with Fourier. I have to get that out of the way, and that's not go. sucking up to the uh, you know, the big guy. No, we're the, friends uh, now raising money industry these days. No, I I thought you looked pretty good. Others I can't say the same thing about, but I don't need to talk about them. They uh, You can the if you out. want. Oh, who is the Lord, worst who is Wait the worst shooter? Who is the worst? Forget- well, we joked about it yesterday. For someone who promotes their uh, athletic abilities as much as <laughs> Mego does, <laughs> oh! <laughs> she oh. Left. Um, uh, I thought Mego. you were going down the road to or, Keith because he got gassed. Oh, no, no, I expected that. Keith has young children. He drinks too much beer. He works at nights. Like there was never a chance that he was going to live up. Because I think there's an expectation. He is a pretty good athlete, but yeah. we all understand everything that's going on in his life right, that's right. now. But. Mego with the you know the self promotion we get and she doesn't have children she has time to maintain her abilities and <laughs> she's got a dog though Oh, that's oh,
0: Killington the dog. That's right. Got to oh, take that dog a for a while. Time. Time.
4: Guess that's the excuse. But uh, I also wanted to take a victory lap before we get into everything that. Oh, uh, oh
0: what a oh, shot! What is this? I'm gonna. I know what this. Oh, is Oh, his parlay. Good job. Parlay. Good, go. Go. Good job. parlay. Good Way to oh, hit yeah. it. Way to hit it, Andy.
4: Go. Good victory. job. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can gloat. Go. Go ahead and gloat. Good You're job. You're supposed to, right? I've yes! seen like Floyd. Floyd uh, Mayweather. He doesn't put send out a little picture on on social media of all the losses, the 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 bets. He only tells you when he wins so which I is win, why everybody is calls do. them out. Oh that okay. uh, oh great. That now there's a headline
0: for weei.com right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Andy Hart <laughs> <laughs> compares himself to Floyd Mayweather. Who's writing that one?
4: Uh no, no, that's You probably, probably not have to idea. write it yourself. Probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. Man, we'll compares himself to Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, no, well, Tom but but I really likes it.
4: Floyd Mayweather.
0: Uh well, Everybody's. that is that is true. Tom Brady got booed at the uh, UFC event. Why would huh? people boo him? For what reason? I do. Because don't he's know. really good he's looking. Well, and, well I I think why? They, why? Why why is he annoying well, to you? Oh, is this no, why go, is he no, annoying no, to I, you? I'll, no, Andy. I'll, I'll, Andy, I'll why off so, you it. know. He's such a hater sometimes for the it, stupidest reasons. <laughs> he was always nice to you, right? He was always True. nice to you. He never did anything like he's extremely good looking. He's very successful. What does that have to do with it? Well, I mean, you know, like what's there to hate? He's not like all oh, of you. Say, so you can say he's ugly. So if he were no, ugly, see, he that's, two yeah. ugly, it's okay to two hate two, ugly yeah. people. The, the, two, the ugly two ugly
2: people talking ripping me from my Oh, yeah. Oh, let me
0: <laughs> let me stare myself on Twitch. I'm a part of the beautiful people. Uh, the point is that they're really you really yeah. don't have anything to bitch about with him, but yet like, you do. He's a bit of a fraud. We can all agree. Oh that. my god. Why is he, he a fraud? Well, I mean, he realized when did so? <laughs> so like okay, those are parameters. He's protecting Listen, I'm the on. shield. He's protecting the patriot He's, shield. No, 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 no. Yes, oh, his shield. No. He's, He's a card carrying patriot guy no. to the court. He's basically
4: Julian Element, just taller. No, he's protecting TB12 and the brand and the i. What's I, wrong with I that? What is Brady. what is wrong? He the, pretends he doesn't. That's the fraud part. If he was actually just quarterback employee number 12 and just one of 53, when did he, when did he become I'd a fraud to you? What year? what year 15? No, no, no. Uh, middle of career. Um, when I, I don't Giselle blame slapped him. That,
0: when Giselle slapped the logoed hat on him,
4: yeah, the That's Giselle. Where it started era.
0: to begin. You Absolutely, think. Crash. Oh, yeah. you're on my side,
4: baby. No, 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 <laughs> on, no. We all listen. We I all can,
0: do whatever no, no, no. our lives tell us. I can, I can pinpoint it. I'm not as hardo as you on the whole Tom Brady thing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I can understand why, especially since he's left New England. The people are like, okay, because after a while, it gets tiring. Like seriously, you know where we're at with Tom Brady? Where? We're at the point where we're at with Russell Wilson. Great, you got a hot wife. You work out. You spend two million dollars on your body. You, you you're you you don't play like Tom Brady on the field, but there's all of the like ugh, just douchey cringiness with the guy, absolutely, absolutely. where it feels like that that's where it's going. Like Tom Brady is morphing into the level of dinkdom of Russell Wilson. I, the
4: I, difference I, is I cannot, he's still good. He's still That's good. The difference, if right?
0: The difference is I want he's still Brady good on my team. What if the yes. guy went through, probably the most challenging situation like a person can have, do, playing in a high level sport, very uh, viewable sport like football, being the quarterback, and then going through a divorce in real time right before the season. You don't cut him a little bit of like. Did we talk to Kern about this yesterday, Andy? Yeah. About how challenging of a of
4: a year that was for him, and yeah, now he's dinkish. It. You mocked it. Yeah, I was mocking something else, but... Well, Curran b- said he was in bed for the 10 days he took off during camp, and you were like, oh, beneath the cover, sad? You mocked the man <laughs> oh, going through go. divorce. Oh, oh that man. is true. Well, that is...
0: All right. Well, that was just an opportunity for me just to be funny. <laughs> oh, okay, that was, okay. I That's what really it was. really you. Can't let a... <laughs> I mean, he wasn't really in bed for 10 days. Can't, can't let okay. a joke slide by. However, as someone who's also been through divorce yes. and lost six figures on a house... Who's that? Me. Oh, yeah. you're talking about me. No, well, <laughs> oh, all right, then. So the both of us dealt with it with relatively normal money because you had NFL money. Don't tell me you didn't, well, right? Not for me. Well, but that's the thing. Tom Brady's divorce, it was all right, we're going to take a billion, and even if I only get 400 million, eh, I'll be fine. Most people, when they get divorced, get cleaned out. So, like, for Tom Brady, there's the emotion, which is very, very real, but come on now. Compared to most people that get divorced, like, he's like, oh, which house am I going to private jet fly my kids to for the weekend that I have them? Okay. It's very, very different than, you know, even your situation, let alone me, who has no kids. and. Couldn't wait to see in a rearview mirror. Then let me ask you this then. Okay, so do we really... like that? I know you did. You just didn't want to smile. (laughs) Do do we think that Brady needs some sort of, I don't know, like resurfacing? Does he need some sort of, uh, you know, PR person to come in and save his, like, you know, the perception that is Tom Brady and and Jack up his Q rating? Well, don't do stand-up comedy, number one, and Hart, let's shift this on the field. Rich Eisen did the, well, Mm. I'm hearing, and Tom Brady in Miami came up again is there any smoke to this
4: fire at all well if you believe tom brady no because he just bought his daughter a kitten and that means if he bought his daughter a kitten they don't he doesn't have time to come back to the nfl i don't necessarily buy that because i buy very little of what tom brady actually says publicly and on the record because i think he says very different things behind closed doors and when he's previously flirting with the said miami dolphins so yeah i want to believe it and that's the part of this that's weird that I can mock Brady and call him a fraud, I still don't hate the idea of him being involved with the game because <laughs> yeah. he can still play, he can he's play. still good. Yep. He's still good for business, he's still notable. Now, if you talk about uh Christian, you bring up like his Q rating and sort of his reputation. Yeah. I actually think the best thing he should do is go away for a little while. Whether that's 6 months or whatever it is, just go dark. And I don't mean dark Aaron Rodgers style in a cave, just stay off social media, don't do any interviews. Don't do your podcast. Be a dad, raise a kitten, rehab whatever relationship you have with your family and with Giselle, and then come out the other side because I think right now there's a little bit of a, uh, especially if he's not playing, oversaturation to Tom Brady. He's always pimping these... I don't even know what it is. Autograph.co website selling NFTs and autographs well, and these various that's, like. That's on does hold, he really need dude. the money? Just go away and stop trying to get me to buy from your Tupperware party. You're selling me supplements and nuts and rollers and, well, there's, and there's, autographs there's, and there is shirts and
0: Tupperware party, that's a good line. Yeah, but you are right though, Andy. There is a fatigue factor with. Yeah. Everything that he's like and listen, everything can't be – you cannot be the only person in the world that is selling the best of everything that you're selling. You sell the best supplements. You sell the right. – you 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 represent the best rental car company. You you have the best hoodies. Like, everything
4: cannot be the best. Well, they do have the waterproof one that that almost suckered me to buy. Which one? The hoodie? A, yeah, it's a waterproof but hoodie. It, it like shows a guy 120 in 120 bucks or something? They yeah, show if a guy it's in the shower.
0: They did he was why in the shower you, with his hood up. Why are you wearing a hoodie if you're in the shower? Like you're not no, like you're not a the,
4: you're not the weather reporter. Like what are you doing? No, but I might be outside and get caught in a rainstorm and I'll just pop the hoodie up and I'm yeah, not getting wet. I just
0: get wet and I'll spend 30 bucks can we clip that, Billy?
4: We might want to use that. At a yeah, please, a please
0: save topic. that one. That's a very good I'm one. They say cleanly. <laughs> Andy Andy Hart at weei. with us. So Hart, could could the New York Giants be a bit of a or or let me rephrase? What recently happened with the Giants? Could that be a bit of a cautionary tale for the Patriots? In that. They you you pick up the fifth year option. It makes it cleaner. They do decide to put the, the Giants now, put the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. You're gonna have Ramondre Stevenson coming up in two years since he was a middle round guy. Got to make the decision on Mac as well. With the way the Giants handled it, should the Patriots be taking notice hard?
4: Absolutely. And I, I am intrigued by certainly the Jones aspect of it. Both teams, the Joneses and I don't know whether Daniel Jones, from a Patriots perspective, represents an optimistic tale or a cautionary tale, right? Because you look at it, they bring in Brian Dable to replace Joe Judge, coaching a quarterback who may or may not have NFL franchise caliber, starting caliber talent. Immediately, the guru fixes him, who's a former Patriot guru. In New England, you bring in Billy O'Brien to replace Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, who ruined a questionable Jones QB talent. And immediately, if he fixes him, do I now have to pay him a contract that the, the Giants contract with Daniel Jones, the minimum is two years, $94 million basically, that they could get out of. $47 million a year for the next couple years. Or it can balloon if he plays relatively well and he plays more years. I think it's like $175 million can be the payout. And... So the good news is you can rehab a quarterback in one year. You can fix him. Now, I don't know how great you think Daniel Jones is. Dude only threw 15 touchdown passes. He ran a little bit. He had a winning record. Still has a career losing record, um, but got him to the playoffs. Did, Did some good things with Brian Dayball, who is building up a really nice QB whisperer resume for himself with quarterbacks. But... So is it a good thing if Mac has a – let's just say Mac has a Daniel Jones year. They go back to the playoffs. He's got a winning record. They're mediocre. He's mediocre. He's run-of-the-mill, throws for 30-something hundred yards and 15, 18 touchdown passes. He's obviously not going to have the seven touchdown passes that Dan, uh, runs that Daniel Jones had. But you're now talking about 50-year option, do I, don't I, or am I just going to sign him? Is he really a $40 million quarterback? And I don't have the answer to that. Like, do you want that? Are you better off if you feel, if you're in the position the Giants are in now a year from now, or are you better off maybe knowing he's not the guy, pull the Band-Aid off, we need a new quarterback, because I don't know about you guys, I'm not totally sold that Daniel Jones as a $160-plus sixty plus quarterback is good for the long-term future of the New York football Giants.
0: If you cannot have the ultimate you know, quarterback, the unicorn that everybody, that I think everybody is looking for...
4: Are they unicorns though? Seems like a lot of unicorns if, floating around.
0: If, uh, if a well, what do you what do you consider Daniel Jones? Is he middle of the road, serviceable yeah. quarterback in the NFL? Well, yeah. listen, that's the cost of doing business in the NFL—the quarterback position. Yeah, You're going to really make. One. You want him to be the. You mm. really want. You really want Mac Jones to be the $25 million, thirty million-dollar quarterback. That's what you want. That's what you want. Well, well I, think, I want him to be a
4: fifty million-dollar quarterback. Well, well, listen, I would. I, well, that's of the unicorn. <laughs> No, but it isn't a unicorn. It is because Justin uh, that's, Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and and Joe Burrow and and all the Lamar they can't all be unicorns. There's well, a lot the, of them that go around.
0: Though no, the 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 unicorn would be would grab the number, the high end, the highest number uh, associated with a quarterback. Like you would give that because you do think he's a unicorn. You're giving him that much money because he's because and then Geno Smith would have gotten more. Derek Carr would have gotten more. Like Derek Carr has a better resume than than Deshaun Watson as far as years played and, and you know and what he's accomplished, but yet different situation. So I do feel like if you can just get uh, uh, Mac Jones to that twenty five thirty
4: million dollar range, then okay, start building around him. Once oh, you've identified- you but if you sign him, you're you're paying more than that. If you sign him, it means you're. Hitching your wagon to him, you've decided he is your quarterback. You're paying more than twenty five to thirty million dollars a year. The yeah, going but, rate is going north.
0: But would the Patriots just look at a fifty year option as almost like a franchise tag? Like yeah, in I think their they will. in their world, it'll be yep. twenty five
4: million compared to what we might have to pay. Uh, yeah, forget no, it. it's an
0: easy pick for them.
4: I think if they like him, which I think they do, and and they I think they do like him. I do think he's going to be better under Billy O'Brien. I think that he's going to have a better year. I just don't think he's going to have the Holy crap, give him a 500 million dollar contract. Agreed. Year, right, Agreed. like he's not going to be the MVP of the league. He's not going to throw for 5000 yards. He's not going to throw for 50 touchdown passes. Some year where you would just say, "Wow, Matt Patricia really did screw it up. This guy is a is a unicorn, is a special quarterback." I don't think you're going to get that answer. So then I think the next step is, okay, he has a better year, but it's still a mediocre year, 50-year option, another year to figure it out. Hell, it would just be
0: great to see Mac being like the top five in MVP voting just to watch certain people on our radio station just screw themselves into the ground (laughs) trying to talk around it, that it was fake or something like that are you listening? There'd be one with brains all over the wall, and the other one would just be, like, spinning around going crazy, <laughs> not knowing uh, what to do. We always know what to do with our friend Andy Hart. Team up and let him go. Hart, we thank you, friend. That's it? That's, That's it. it. it We're easy. done. Well, we are not talked about Brady. Those,
4: I didn't get even get into me ripping refs at Charlestown High School last night in uh, a high school playoff basketball game. You go picking on uh, the four little on, refs. I, I got another
0: week off and a week and a half, so save yeah. it. You'll okay, be I'll good. break
4: that out because dude was staring me down. I think he wanted a piece of it. See, talk about... Talk about reputation. Here he here comes. Here comes the little guy <laughs> with the attitude. Thinks he well, knows Why everything. is it going to be a
0: little guy? Why can't oh, I I it be a just guy hard. with an attitude? Well, huh? I
4: don't know. You know, I'm staring Says the guy who, oh, he's pretty, so he's likable. Oh, wait, only pretty people are likable. No, Others that is true. You just hate, you Short, ugly hate, dudes. You
0: hate. Yeah, you both you guys. You hate that like was Tom Brady
4: because he's good looking. That was hurtful. So do we hate you? Are you good looking or not? I, maybe what back in the day. What you put yourself in? Huh? Low
0: level at best. Thank God I married up when I had something that was worth it. Not anymore. Magazine cover boy i going on my second hair transplant, okay? I'm on a diet for the last three months, please. So Tom d- Brady. Nothing to be – maybe I can get a clef. Maybe I get one of those things. Oh, the clef? Maybe I can, oh, get, a can clef- get a clef. Oh. Those are going to be
4: big when Billy O kicks butt this year. Hey, Mac Jones I've, are coming I've, back.
0: I've always wanted to do the Jesse the Body Ventura who got the, the butt in his shin pierced. Yep. So he put a little thing in there back in the 80s. You imagine if I came in with that, you'd lose your mind. <laughs> Don't need a visual of that. Don't need a visual of that. Everything. Let's put a fake one in there. Uh, All right, Shrek. I guess us freaks will have (laughs) to talk to each other later.
4: Alone and ugly. (laughs) That's right.
0: Alone and ugly. There we go. (laughs) All right. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. We will talk with Nate Ebner of the New England Free Jacks next.
1: WEEI. WEEI. New England
5: Sports Original. After the end of a good fight.
4: More Grish and Fourier
5: on WEI
4: and streaming on weei.com
0: Not only are we going to talk a little rugby, but it'll be good to talk to someone who made the NFL in what some would say is an unconventional way. Although we are learning about these guys that are late round picks and undrafted free agents, they can bring tremendous value to a football team. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, how about this? One of the co-owners mm. of the uh, the New England Free Jacks Major League Rugby team, former Patriot Nate Ebner, is with Gresh and Fourier on the Harbor One Hotline. Nate, good afternoon. How are you? How about co-owner? I'm- Don't you feel so important now, co-owner? <laughs>
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, no, it was a, a lucky opportunity for me to get involved with, you know, a sport that I loved growing up, um, while I was in the NFL and obviously New England is a special place to me. So, uh, it all kind of worked out, but, uh, I'm happy to see how rugby's doing in the U S and the success that the MLR has had, especially in regards with COVID and all that, starting up a league with, with that going on is difficult. And, uh, they weathered the storm pretty well and I'm excited for the future.
0: So Nate, um now is it true that you co own the team with Patrick Chung?
2: Yes, that is
0: true. Okay, so how like okay, so I get your association with the sport. How did you, you know, include Patrick Chung into, you know, agreeing to kind of put some money up and to be a part owner of this team?
2: Well, me and Pat were like locker buddies for, you know, eight years or something. there not just locker buddies, but safeties as well. So we were around each other all the time. Um, just over the years, me watching rugby on my phone, um, Pat was always interested. And obviously when I went to go play rugby in the Olympics, he was watching the, the sevens and every time there was a tournament or a world cup or something, I'd be watching it. So I got him, you know, kind of hooked and, uh, you know, that was early on. And then over the years we finally got this opportunity with the MLR and, um, You know, outside of my bias towards rugby, it was a good investment opportunity at the time, and I talked to him and some other guys about it. But it was something I was interested.
0: Nate Ebner is one of the co-owners of the New England Free Jacks, uh, Major League Rugby. The home opener for the Free Jacks is on Saturday. It's at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy. Uh, And uh, Nate, I know you got some uh, stuff going on. First kick is at three o'clock, but you got like a beer tasting going on. Tell us what you guys have planned for Saturday.
2: Oh, yeah. I wish I was going to be there. I'm not. But, um, you know, a big part of what MLR tried to do, or especially the Free Jacks more specifically, is make the entertainment level um, more than just a rugby game uh, for the fans to come in and have things like that, a festival where there's beer tasting and um, people can come spend the day Drinking and doing activities, along with catching an amazing rugby game, so uh, it should be a fun time. Hopefully, we get some decent weather, and uh, we get some people out to have some fun. So, um, is it
0: as far as the rules go? I mean, are all the rules the same, regardless, or is there different? Is there a, a different rules with a major league of rugby? In terms of what? Just in terms, ter- just overall. Like, I mean, I remember watching you when we were at the Olympics. I didn't really understand it, but I'm assuming. You know, there maybe there's a maybe you guys took the the approach of okay, we're going to add some things to spice up our game that maybe some other leagues don't do.
2: Well, what you saw in the Olympics was sevens. So the, the Olympic rugby is, is sevens because you can play multiple games in a day. Fifteens is more like football where you kind of your body gets beat up. It's kind of a one time a week thing. And um, you know, with that, you know the sport is different, but I don't. There's not a lot of rule changes outside of uh, with the M L R. They have a rule with scrums that there's only going to be two, because um, kind of slowing the game down with multiple scrums. So they've sped that up. Um, if you score between the posts, the conversion's good, so we don't waste time. So they've done some things to make the game a faster-paced game that is just more action, more time with the ball in play, and. When the ball's in play, um, that's when the exciting stuff happens. So they've, they've done a good job with the product, and they've got some really good players from around the world uh, playing on the team and, and playing throughout the league. So uh, they've, they've done a good job, like I said, with the product, and they've continued to put out good rugby, and that's what we're all there to see. So, Nate,
0: I do want to ask you, because the rugby world hit the NFL world this year with the way the Philadelphia Eagles were running their quarterback sneaks. And I know there was the push from behind, but they kind of called it the the rugby scrum whenever they got close enough to allow Jalen Hurts to score. As a guy who knows rugby inside and out and played in the NFL, what do you make of that kind of rugby-style scrum tactic that Philadelphia used to great success this year?
2: Well, if we're being specific in rugby terms, it would be called a mall, actually. But anyway... I think it's uh it's a good concept in broad terms whenever they refer to rugby towards the scrum, right? That's just what we do. But um no, I think it's a good tactic. If you're trying to get one yard or less, you know, it's uh that's that's what they do in rugby all the time and it's it's a good way to, to get a push from behind and you know, you've seen players come out and say that quarterback seems the hardest playing football to stop, especially when you got two or three guys behind him pushing him. So, um I think it's a good play. There's there's a lot in rugby that carries over into into football. Uh, I think uh, for me specifically, when I played in the Olympics, just all the tackling I did made me a much better tackler. And um, you know, there's laterals and stuff. We saw Kansas City try to do one kind of during uh, one play. I think Kelsey caught like a crow or something like that and flipped it. But a lot of that could be done if it was executed properly. But it is a different game in the sense that you can't turn the ball over in football. It's so detrimental and. And rugby ball kind of goes back and forth. It's also detrimental, but you know it's more uh, more turnovers than you would say in, you would see in a football game. But uh, you know there's a lot to be had with rugby. It's it's a football daddy, so there's a lot to come from it.
0: So so Nate, just back to that. Uh, would you call it a maul? Yeah. Okay. So mall. as as a defender, you know how would you stop it? Like what would be the best strategy to stopping that? Because it feels like. The NFL owners want it out, but it may stick stick around for a little bit longer. Um, how would you defend it as a as a as a rugby player teaching a football coach how to stop it?
2: Well, in rugby, you got to stay behind the last man on your side, so you can't just come in from the side. That's how you kind of get that push, that group of guys pushing the other group of guys. But I mean, ultimately, you need a, a good push up front with the defensive line. If you don't get that. It doesn't matter what everybody else does. I think that's part one is the stone alignment. If you can get that, uh, where they you know, get a little penetration or, or stop their momentum, you know, you got to see some guys float from the sides uh, and, and, and make some plays. I mean, I think uh, if you can get that stone wall up front, they'd have some time to get in there and maybe make a play. But if, if you know, you just try to stop them from pushing forward and they got all those bodies, it's going to be tough to stop, you know, like I said, a yard. So Uh,
0: Nate, last thing for you. You were the 197th pick of the 2012 draft. You were a sixth rounder and a lot of guys that are in sixth and seventh round and undrafted, they all kind of get sort of lumped together. We know undrafted guys make rosters now more than ever before. You automatically were thrown right into a competitive situation. But you were drafted. You were selected to a team, but for the late-round guys and the undrafted dudes that are going through this evaluation process for the NFL right now, what would you tell these guys that are trying to make it where they're not the high glamour first and second round picks?
2: Well, I mean, the NFL doesn't really care about when you were recruited or how many stars you had coming out of high school Four years on a scholarship, you know. Obviously, they want their draft picks to be good draft picks that, um, you know, give stuff to the team. But ultimately, you know, those players just need to get in a place where they are in a competitive environment and they have a chance to compete. And that's all you can ask for because, at the end of the day, those teams want guys that can produce for them on the field. It doesn't matter when you're drafted. And I was lucky to go to a place like New England where, you know. Bill didn't care if you were first, second round, you know, versus undrafted free agent. He just wanted guys that would play. And, you know, ultimately that's what you want. You want to just be in an environment where you're in a competitive situation and you have a chance to compete. Um, you know, all that getting drafted, it's it's all cool and um, all that. But at the end of the day, when practice comes around, you got to start producing. And, and when the games come around, you got to make plays because if not, it's uh, you'll find yourself – and valuable to the team very quickly. So uh, as much as that stuff is cool, it, it really doesn't matter. When you get your opportunity, make the most of it because you're going to get it in the NFL or, or you wouldn't be there.
0: Well, he is one of the co-owners of the New England Free Jacks, Nate Ebner, former Patriot. Uh, the Free Jacks will get after it on Saturday, March 11th. It's the home opener Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy. There's a stout beer tasting experience at 1 o'clock. First kick is at 3 Uh, live music from uh, the Scottish Fish at 145. There is free parking. That is always a hook and tickets and team info available, freejacks.org. Nate, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Good luck with the home opener and uh, thanks for the knowledge today. We learned that it is now to be called the QB Mall when Philadelphia (laughs) does it next year if they don't change the rules. Nate, thanks, man. We appreciate it. We'll catch you soon.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: All Appreciate right. it. There goes uh, Nate Ebner. You mm. Sounded like Bill Belichick in that answer on the making the team. Right? True. And and how how uh, how eager are you to throw that out there when next time you do a game? This is not a scrum. This is a mall. Stupid play-by-play guy who doesn't understand football terminology. Oh, really? Rugby terminology? That means UMass scored. So that ain't a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many times we are going to be saying that this year. I was just going to say, yeah. well, between that and uh, our UConn games, how many yeah. uh, quarterback sneaks Ooh. between the two? We, we, have we should have some side bets. We should have some to. preseason college football side bets. Well, you're Mr. G- Gambling now. So I am. We'll, we'll, Every parlay is going oh, to have yeah. a UConn game. Of course. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, we've got some football to get to. The Celtics have a big one tonight. And uh, I'm going to be in a movie, I think.